quite quite a bit of the passage and we're going to take a look at a number of the verses and hopefully uh, we can be encouraged this morning at this amazing true story that happened thousands of years ago and it's all centered around King Jehoshaphat who was the king of Judah and uh, it's, it's an incredible story, a, a true story that happened thousands of years ago. So I'm just going to read um, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 reading from verse 1. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Meonites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazon Tamar, that is in Gedai. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O oh God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, will you not judge them for this vast army that is attacking us? We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Praise God. I'm going to read a little bit more, but I just want to pause there for a minute. And uh, here is the king of Judah, and all the people of Judah, they are confessing, we do not know what to do but our eyes are upon you and friends that is a good place to get to that is a great place to get to when you don't know what to do you turn your eyes upon Jesus and wait for the answer to come let's continue the reading all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle 
is not yours but God's. Tomorrow march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and the Korathites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and to annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the people of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert and looked towards the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing, and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much splendor, and it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barakah, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the valley of Barakah to this day. Then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets. The fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of the countries where they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Wow, what an amazing story. What an amazing true story that actually happened and is recorded in scripture for us. You know, it's good for us to turn to the Old Testament to see the things that God was doing in the Old Testament to prove his power and to be on the side of his people and to show them how powerful he was and how amazing he was even in the midst of this trauma, in the midst of this battle. And this is the first thing I want us to look at this morning. The Bible tells us here that there was a vast army that came against Israel or came against Judah actually. 
and came against King Jehoshaphat. In fact, it was a conglomeration of armies. It was three armies that united together for the destruction of Judah. Now, I don't know about you, but if you find out that a horde of people are coming against your family, what are you going to do? If you know that there are hundreds of people coming to attack your family, what is your response going to be? Well, I just love Jehoshaphat's response. Well, of course, first and foremost, the Bible says he was alarmed. He was fearful. He was in a panic. He was thinking, what on earth are we going to do? Here is this vast army. They're already on the way. They're coming to attack you. They're coming to destroy you. They're coming to kill you or make you slaves. This is serious business, friends. And this is serious warfare. What are you going to do? Well, thank God, Jehoshaphat had faith. And this is what the Bible tells us here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So it says here, A vast army is coming, coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. They, indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard, and he prayed. So not only did Jehoshaphat, but all of Judah gathered together to seek the Lord there at the temple of the Lord. In the new courtyard, they began to inquire of the Lord. They said, God, we don't know what to do. In fact, the Bible tells us here very clearly, there were three things that Jehoshaphat said. He said, this army is too powerful for us. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. And I want to pick up on those three things this morning. The three H's. Number one, he humbled himself before the Lord. He humbled himself in the presence of God. And he acknowledged that, Lord, in our strength, we do not have the power. We do not have the strength. We do not have the wisdom to deal with this enemy. You're going to have to help us. Because this is a vast army and they are going to consume us. They're going to take us over unless we humble ourselves before you. Friends, you need to know this morning that when you're in a crisis, it's good to call on the name of the Lord. Amen. It's good to call on the name of Jesus when you're in a crisis because our God is an awesome God. Our God can do miracles. He can do signs and wonders. He can do incredible things. So we look to the Lord. So first of all, he humbled himself before the Lord and he looked heavenward. That's right. He humbled himself before the Lord and he looked heavenward. So that is really important in a crisis that we don't just look to our own strength we don't just look to our own wisdom, but we turn to somebody who is supernatural, somebody who lives outside of our environment, 
and we seek the help of the Lord. And Jesus taught us to pray to our Father who is in heaven, who's got all authority, all power, all dominion is under him. And we come to our God and our Father in heaven. We can expect God to do great things. I don't know where you are right now in, in your situation, whether you are in a crisis right now. I know that as a nation we're in a crisis. We've just gone into another lockdown or coming into another lockdown imminently this coming week. And things are changing again. And we are in a crisis, friends, not only nationally, but internationally. We are in a crisis. Now, I don't know if you noticed that prayer, what Jehoshaphat prayed. And he was praying that, Lord, if we're in a crisis, if there is a famine, if there is a plague, Lord, if we're being attacked, we're going to come right here before your presence. Friends, that's exactly what we need to do as a nation. We need to humble ourselves and we need to say that we cannot deal with this problem. As as a as an international world, we need to humble ourselves and say, we cannot deal with that, this crisis in ourselves. We look heavenward and we say, Father, help us. You are the God of all strength. You are the God of miracles. And it says they cried out to the Lord. They inquired of the Lord and they said, Lord, help us. And Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast. You know, when you're facing a really bad situation, when you're facing a crisis, you don't mind doing, out with, doing without a little bit of food. You don't mind missing a bit of food and praying and seeking God and asking for His intervention. Now friends, the answer may not come after three minutes. It may not come after three hours. It might come after three days. It might come after three weeks. It might come after... Um, three months or longer. But we know that our God is an awesome God. And the Bible says his ears are attentive to your prayers. And that's good news. Amen. God's listening to your prayers. God wants to respond to your prayers. And God listened to the cry of Jehoshaphat. Praise God for a godly leader. And we need more godly leaders in our nation, people who will fear God and not fear the people, that they will honor God and not just honor the people, but they will fear the Lord and humble themselves and bow before the Lord and say, God, we don't have the resources, we don't have the wisdom, but you, Lord, have all authority in heaven and on earth, and Lord, you can answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness. And we are looking to you because you're the God of splendor. You're the God of victory. You're the God of power. And you're the God of angel armies. Amen. God is the God of angel armies. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible in detail, but read the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we see that there are thousands and tens of thousands times ten thousand, there are millions of angels in heaven, my friend, and they are at your disposal. When you pray to your Father in heaven, He's going to hear your cry. He's going to answer you with awesome deeds of righteousness. So friends, 
Everything starts with a prayer. Amen. Everything begins on your knees. Somebody once said, if your problems are long-standing, or if your problems are deep-seated, try kneeling. That's right. Some people's problems have been going on for years and years, and they haven't cried out to the God of heaven. But praise God, Jehoshaphat was a man of faith, that he was a man of God, that he determined, if you read in 2 Chronicles chapter 19, that he had determined to seek the Lord. Now, friends, this is the greatest thing. If you begin to seek the Lord and begin to call on the name of the Lord and get wickedness out of the land and get wickedness out of your heart, God will begin to move because God moves on a highway of holiness. Amen. And he wants to move in your life in an awesome way, but we need to cry out to the Lord. And Jehoshaphat began to seek the Lord and suddenly... In the midst of his seeking God, he is surrounded by a vast army who are coming to destroy him. They have no respect for him. They don't care about him. They're going to try and kick him out of the promised land. The land that God had promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Israel. He said, I'm going to give you this land. Remember that, that ordination, that, that mandate came from God. God said to Abraham and his descendants, I will give you this land. This is the promised land. And you're going to go in there and you're going to possess it and you're going to enjoy it. And it's going to be a fruitful place. And I'm going to be with you in that place. And you're going to worship me in that place. And it's a mandate from God that God sent Israel into that place. And Israel is still in there today. Praise God that they are a nation of God. They're a nation under God. And and we praise God that they have, have a... They stand still in the Middle East today. They are standing in that, that, that nation today. By the grace of God, they are still there all these thousands of years later. Praise God for Israel. And praise God for all that he's doing. Because remember, friends, that the Messiah came out of Israel. Amen. That the, the, the Messiah, not only for Israel, but the Messiah of the world, the Savior of the world, came out of Israel. They're God's chosen people. We honor them. We bless them and, and we pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen. We continue to pray for them. But friends, just because you are beginning to seek the Lord does not mean that trouble is not going to visit your door. And that is exactly what happened in Jehoshaphat's life is he's beginning to seek the Lord. He sets his heart to seek the Lord and suddenly he's got an enemy on his front door coming to destroy him destroy his nation, and it's his responsibility to do something, and he calls on the name of the Lord. And it says that all of Judah came from all the towns and all the villages. They all gathered together there in Jerusalem to seek the Lord and to inquire of the Lord and praise God. God answered them. Amen. When you seek the Lord, you're going to get an answer. It might not come straight away. It might take a bit of time. But the answer is on the way, friend. If you're praying in faith and you're praying for God's help and His intervention, we have got to believe and have faith that the answer is on the way. And praise God, listen to the answer. Praise God for this answer. Listen. He cried out to God and this is what happened. Verse 14 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 
Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, and descended of Asaph. As he stood in the assembly, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Praise God when his prophets speak. Amen. They speak a word of encouragement. They speak a word of direction. They speak a word of hope. And friends, we need a word of hope today in our nation. Amen. We need to hear from the Lord. In Revelation it says, let him who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. What is God saying to your church? What is God saying to us as the church? What is God saying to you and to your family? Praise God, he speaks and he speaks through the prophets, Amos. I think it's chapter 3, verse 7. God never does anything except by first revealing it through the prophets and speaking through the prophets. Thank God for the men of God who are going to listen to God and speak forth the word of the Lord. And that's exactly what this man of God did. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel and he said to them, King Jehoshaphat and all in Judah, do not be discouraged. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be discouraged because of this vast army. And perhaps we could say that today. Do not be discouraged because of this vast plague. Friends, God has an answer to the coronavirus. God has an answer to our world. God does not want us to be discouraged or to be afraid. He wants us to stand up and be counted and hear from Him and hear His voice and hear what He's saying through the church and through the prophets about this season. For God is surely going to speak to us He's surely going to speak to you about this season. But listen to what the rest of the message was. He says, do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid of them. It says here, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Now that is a word to somebody today. The battle is not yours, but God's. You have to hand the battle over to the Lord. You have to say, Lord, I can't do this. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat did. We don't have the power, Lord. He humbled himself. Lord, we don't have the resources. There is a vast army. There is a huge army. There are thousands and thousands of warriors coming to kill us and destroy us. Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Friend, that is a good place to get to. When you don't know what to do, you are turning your eyes to Jesus. You say, Lord, I don't know what to do about my life. I don't know what to do about this crisis. I don't know what to do about this work situation. Lord, I don't know what to do. It's okay to not know what to do. Amen. It's okay to know that I don't know what to do. Maybe some of you are in a quandary right now and you just say, what are we going to do? How is God going to help me? What am I going to do? It's okay to know that you don't know what to do because God works through weak vessels. He wants us to hand 
the problems over to him. He wants to give us intervention. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be right there alongside you through the power of the Holy Spirit saying, I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. I will strengthen you. I will encourage you. I'll give you the power. I'll give you the resources. God doesn't want you to do those things on your own. He gave you your brain. He gave you your wisdom. He gave you your lungs. He gave you your body. Every good thing comes from God anyway. So he wants us to involve him in our world. He wants to be involved in our lives. Let us seek the Lord. From whence help? From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that's what Jehoshaphat was doing. I need your help, Lord. We don't have the power. We don't have the resources. We can't take on three armies. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you, praise God. It's a good place to get to. And the Bible says we should look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. It's not an option to seek God if you are a Christian friend. It's not an option. It's a definite must. You have to seek God because you're going to face many battles. You're going to face much opposition. Jesus himself experienced much opposition and many battles. But we need the help of the Lord. We need God to intervene in our world. We need to be praying for our leaders we need to pray for our government and stop complaining about them and stop criticizing them and pray for our leaders that God will touch them and give them wisdom and guide them and guide the decisions of this nation and make the right decisions and may they humble themselves before the Lord and acknowledge that without Jesus Christ, we are lost for all eternity. Without Christ on our side, we are lost friends and God wants us to turn to Him. In whatever crisis you're in, friend, you need to turn to Jesus and ask for his help. For our God is merciful. Our God is forgiving. He will forgive your sins. He will answer you. And he will help you. Praise God. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in troubled times. Jesus faced trouble. They tried to throw him over the cliff and he just walked right through them. God can give you supernatural power to do incredible things. I remember a Christian friend, Jonathan Brain. He went to Stonehenge and he brought a cross with him. And he went there to, to be a witness to those people. And he said, I don't know if it was hundreds of people, they all ran towards him and then within about 20 feet, they got stopped. Just a wall of God's presence was all around him, protecting him. God is a shield all around us. He's a shield around you. And the Bible says, take up the shield of faith. Take up the shield of faith so you can extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. But friends, notice what happened when they prayed. And I love this is what Jonathan Oloyedi says. Everything begins with prayer. And, and praise God for that comment. He begins to seek the Lord. He said, God, we don't know what to do. Lord, we're in a crisis. What are we going to do? And they cried out to God. And notice how God answers their prayer. He begins to speak through Jehiel. He begins to speak through this, 
this, this prophet, this man of God, Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, he's a descendant of Aaron or descendant of Asa. He's descendant from the Levites. And the Spirit of God comes on him and he prophesies and he speaks forth the word of the Lord. When you pray, the Holy Spirit begins to move. Amen. I can hear an amen for that. When you begin to pray, the Holy Spirit begins to move. I love what Charles Finney, the great revivalist, said. He said, God, the Holy Spirit, is given in answer to prayer. That's right. The Holy Spirit is given in answer to prayer. So the whole nation, the whole people of Judah are crying out to God and they're waiting and they're saying, is God going to give us a word? Is God going to speak to us? And this man stood up, this man of God, the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied and he said to them, don't be discouraged, don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is going to go before you. Don't be afraid of this vast army because God is going to go before you and this battle is not yours, this battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. I love that. This battle is the Lord's. Whatever battle you're facing, get God involved. God wants to fight your battles. We sing that song, don't we? You know, we sing that song by Michael W. Smith. You know, but singing that, you know, we're going to praise God in the midst of our battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I fight my battles by praising God. I fight my battles by, by inviting God into my situation. I, I fight my battles by praying and say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't have the power. I don't have the wisdom to stand up against these people. But Lord, you've got the wisdom. You've got all the resources I need. Lord, I need your help today. And make that your prayer, friend. Say, Lord, I need your help today. Lord, with my situation, with, with my job, Lord, with my health, I need you, Jesus Christ. I need your help, Lord. Give me the strength and give me the power, Lord, because you've got all authority in heaven and on earth. And God speaks to the people of Judah. And he says to them, you don't have to be afraid. This great army is coming against you. Now, remember, they didn't know what was going to happen, but they, the, the word of the Lord came to them. And praise God for the word of the Lord. When the word of the Lord comes to you and says, everything's going to be all right. When the word of the Lord comes to you and he speaks through his word and he speaks through the Holy Spirit and he prophesies to you, he says, everything's going to be fine. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. And God brings the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we hear from God and he brings us an answer and he sends us an answer from heaven, just like Daniel prayed. And after three weeks, he got the answer. So friends, keep on praying. You have to persevere in prayer. Keep on praying till the answer comes through. Keep on praying and believe in God. He's going to send the answer through. And if you want to know the will of God for your life, I can tell you exactly what the will of God is for your life. With 100%. And it's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16 to 18. And it says this, be joyful always. For that is the will of God for your life. That's right. Be joyful always. And then he says the second thing. Pray without ceasing. Amen. You can pray all the time. Pray without ceasing. 
And we looked at that last week or the week before. You've got to keep on praying. Pray without ceasing. Keep believing. Keep expecting. Keep in the place of prayer. If you stay in the place of prayer, you will receive from the Lord. You will hear from God. So that's the second thing, is that the will of God is for you, is to keep on praying without ceasing. And the third thing is very similar, and it says, give thanks to God in all situations. That's right, amen. You give thanks to God in all situations, whether it's black or white, whether it's thick or thin, whether it's hard or easy, whether it's raining or it's dry, whether the sun is shining or it's not, no matter whether you've got food in the fridge or not, whether you've got nothing or whether you've got an abundance, whatever the circumstances, you give thanks to God all the time. So there is the will of God for you. You be joyful always. You pray without ceasing. And you give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. It's easy to give thanks to God when you've been to church on a Sunday morning. It's easy to give thanks to God when everything's going well in your life. It's easy to give thanks to God when your, your bank account is overflowing. It's easy to praise God when things are going well. But God doesn't just want you to praise Him when it's easy. He wants you to praise Him when it's hard. He wants you to praise Him in the hard times, in the valley of despair, and in, in, in when the spirit of heaviness comes on you. That's even more when you should praise the Lord. You should be putting on the garment of praise, and you should be giving thanks to the Lord in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Praise God, we can know the will of God, that we can be joyful, that we can be prayerful, and we can be thankful. It's so simple. That is the will of God for our lives, and God will give us further wisdom and further revelation as we begin to walk in that. Now, as we continue with this story, let's just continue with it this morning. So God brings his word through the servant of God, Jehaziel, and, and he says that the battle is the Lord's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the, by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Now this is really important, friends. When you're facing a crisis, when you're facing a bad situation, when you're facing a, a bullying situation at work or at school, or you're facing opposition, God still wants you to turn up. Even though He's going to fight your battles, He says, I still want you to turn up. I want you to be there because I want you to see my glory in the victory of the battle. Because if you're not going to be there, you're not going to see the fight and you're not going to see my glory. You're not going to see how I'm going to do this. And I want to show my splendor to you. So I want you to turn up. And it's really important. God says, take up your positions. Stand your ground. And you will see the salvation and the deliverance of the Lord your God. He didn't say, guys, I've got this in hand. Go back to Jerusalem. I've got it sorted. You just go back and take it easy. No. He wanted them to fight. Now notice how they were to fight. And this is incredible, right? This is how they were to fight. So it says here, and let's continue with the story. 
Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants you to fall down in worship. Amen. Fall down in worship before the Lord because he is great and awesome. He is mighty to save. He can deliver you. He can set you free. However bad your situation is, God can turn up in that situation and do an incredible miracle. But he wants you to turn up. Amen. He wants you to be there. He wants you to see his salvation. He's not saying, guys, I've got to sort of go home. He said, I want you to see the fight and I want you to turn up. He says to them, I want you to turn up. He says here, you will not have to fight this battle, but I still want you to take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will give you. God wants you to witness the fight. Amen. He wants you to see the battle and he wants you to see his power in the battle. Because this is how God shows his power. In the midst of the fight, he does supernatural things. In the midst of the fight, he turns things around. In the midst of the crisis, suddenly light shines in the darkness. In the midst of whatever crisis and bad situation you're in, he wants you to turn up. He still wants you to come to the prayer room. He still wants you to worship him. And praise God, here Jehoshaphat bows down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship, hallelujah, before the Lord, because God was going to move, friends. And God wants you to praise Him even before you get the victory. He wants you to thank Him even before you've got all what you need. He wants you to bless Him even before you get there, so that you are going to see and experience the presence and power of God in your life as you go to the battle. And it says here, Then some Levites from the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the God of Israel with very loud voice. They declared the praises of Him who called them out of darkness. They declared that God was awesome. And they worshipped God and proclaimed with a very loud voice, never be ashamed of a loud voice of praise. Amen. I love it when people shout and sing and celebrate before the Lord. God wants us to get excited about Him because He is awesome, friends. You get to heaven, you'll be shocked at the worship in heaven. will be extravagant. Worship in heaven is extravagant. None of this, let's be respectful, not too loud. Come on. They sang to the Lord with a very loud voice. And don't be ashamed to sing and shout. Because God has ascended amidst shouts of joy. Come on church. It's time to get excited about Jesus. Because he is going to fight your battles for you. God is going to win the victory on every side. You need to shout the victory even before you get there. 
Praise him for the answer. Thank him for the breakthrough. Thank him that he's going to save your children. He's going to save your family. He's going to bring that finance through. He's going to bring that healing through. Praise him even before you get there. It's really important, friends, that we get excited and praise him now for all the breakthrough and all the things that he is going to do in our lives. Will you just give thanks to the Lord right now for all that he is going to do in your life? Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for all the good things you're going to do in our lives. And Lord, you're going to move with splendor and with majesty and with power. Thank him today that he is already on the move. Amen. He's already moving in your life, friend. He's already moving as you pray and praise him in faith. Let's continue with the story. Early in the morning, they, they left the desert of Tekoa. Um, as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah, and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mansiar, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Whoever heard of such a crazy thing? Whoever heard of putting a choir at the front of the army? Whoever heard of sending out the singers? Sending out the praisers at the front of an army. Friend, this is no ordinary army. This is a supernatural army. This is the army of the Lord. This is the army of praise. This is what God wants us to be involved in. Is singing his praises. Lucifer was displaced from his office in heaven. And he was the worship angel. And now we have the privilege of coming right into the presence of God and praising the Lord and singing to Him and worshipping Him. And Satan hates it when the church sings his praises with gusto. He hates it when we sing and worship and send out the choir and the praises at the front of the army. That's right, there were no tanks in front of them. There, were, there, was, there was no military in front of them. It was just the praisers. But what does the Bible say? And that God inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. When you begin to praise the Lord, God is going to work in your life. When you begin to bless the Lord, God is going to work in your life. I remember years ago listening to the story of a man who was very depressed and he had tried praying, he tried everything and he saw a poster and it simply said, try Thanksgiving and his whole life just began to change and began to become beautiful again. He began to thank the Lord. He began to praise the Lord even though he was in a bad situation. He began to praise the Lord and thank God. Friends, God works through praise. He works through your praises. Praise Psalm verse, uh, chapter 8 says, I think verse 2, that God has ordained praise to silence the foe and the avenger, to silence the enemy. Praise silences the foe and the avenger. And, and they sent out their praises at the front of the army. And as they went out, they sang, for the Lord is good 
and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever because God was inhabiting those praises. God was going before them. God was in the, in the song. God was in the singing. God was there just like David when he ran to Goliath. He, he, he said, the Lord is going to go before me. He's the one who's going to bring you down. He's the one who gives us the victory. And they began to praise the Lord. And God put an ambush against the men, the three armies. They began to attack one another. God had a strategy. He brought confusion into the enemy's camp. Friends, that's, that's what praise does. Whoever imagined as they're coming up, up, up through that pass, through that gorge, trying to attack Judah, whoever imagined that they would see singers right in front of the army. It probably threw them into confusion. And, and, and they began to attack one another. The Bible says not a single person remained. I don't know if there was tens of thousands or whether there was hundreds of thousands, but they were slaughtered. It was the valley of slaughter. God turned that enemy again that was against them. He turned it around, friends. And God is going to turn your situation around as you begin to praise Him, as you begin to thank Him, as you begin to worship the Lord. God inhabits the praises of his people. Never forget to thank him. Never forget to praise him. God works through the praises of his people. And as they began to praise the Lord, God set ambushes. And the Bible says that there wasn't a single man standing. Every one of them was slaughtered. They turned on one another. What they had planned for evil, my friends, turned back against their, their own lives, what they had planned to destroy, what the enemy has planned to bring destruction, God can reverse it, friends. Whatever situation you're in, God can reverse it. When the enemy comes to you with a strategy, God can turn it back on himself. The God of wonders is the God we serve. Leave place for God to move in your life. Leave place for God to do miracles in your life. We serve a God of wonders. We serve a God of miracles. Friends, this event actually happened. And you know, it reminds me of the six-day war in Israel in 1967, where Israel was surrounded by armies, where, where Egypt and, and Syria and Jordan wanted to attack them, wanted to push them off the face of the earth. And suddenly, within six days, Israel is victorious. This tiny little nation... This tiny little nation, within, I think, one day, they obliterated the, the Egyptian air force. They obliterated, they couldn't do a single thing. They were absolutely crippled. And they took huge, huge amount of land. Friends, when God is on your side, when you fight in the name of Jesus, when you fight in the name of the Lord, that battle was over in six days. God, in this situation, maybe it was something similar. Maybe it was a matter of days. It seems to me like it's a matter of days. They sought the Lord. They fasted. They prayed. They asked God for his help. When God sends you help, friends, you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you know he's going to move. So, friends, I want to encourage you today. Keep praising God. Keep worshiping the Lord. You know, like, David, like uh, Job, Job said, even though he's slain me, Yet will I praise him. And so this was called, this is now called the Valley of Baraka. That's right. It's a valley. It means the Valley of Praise. It means the Valley of Blessing. Because they went in and they took all the plunder. 
They went in and they took all the goods, all the jewels, all what the army had. They took them three days. There's always going to be a blessing following your victory. Remember that. There'll always be a blessing that's going to follow your victory. But you've got to stand up and fight. You've got to be there for God to show you his glory. You've got to be there to fight. Yes, the battle is the Lord's. But you've still got to turn up and see the salvation of your God. And friends, the greatest victory that God has ever brought is shown to us through the cross of Jesus. And we see that when we look at the cross. Even Jesus is saying, Lord, I don't want to have to go through with the cross. Lord, this is, this is horrendous, Lord. If it's possible, take this cup from me. But it's not what I want. It's what you want, Lord. And when you pray that, and you pray for God's will to be done, He will begin to move in your life. And so what we've got to do is, we, we've got to be like Jesus and say, Lord, your will be done in my life. Whatever you want to do, Lord, we don't know how to fight this battle. Whatever your plan is, let it come to fruition. And we see that Jesus went through with the cross. That he was crucified for us. He bled and died. And he was shredded for us. And he was pulverized for us. This is the greatest victory, friends, that has ever been won. It looked like a defeat. It looked like it was, it was a mess. But through his death, we have life. Praise God. Through his death, we have been given eternal life. This is the greatest victory that was ever won. The greatest battle that was ever won was Jesus on the cross. It looked like defeat, but it was total victory. It was victory over sin, victory over Satan, victory over darkness. And Jesus Christ has won the victory, for on the third day, he rose from the grave. Friends, we serve an awesome God. This is the God who we serve. This is the God who said to us, if God before us, who can be against us. God is on your side. And if the Lord is fighting for us, what have we got to be afraid about? Why are we discouraged? Why are we beaten down? We are not of those who are beaten down. We are of those who rise up and victorious. Friends, you can march on your knees. You can get the victory on your knees. And you can praise God that he's going to win through for you. And we give thanks to the Lord today that he's the He's the head of the angel armies. He's fighting for you. He's going to turn that situation around. He's going to move as you worship Him, as you pray, as you remain joyful and don't give way to fear. God is going to move in your life. He can even remove stress from our lives. He can bring refreshing through the Holy Spirit. So let us look unto Jesus. As Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus... Not only did they just look to the Lord for his help, but now the Bible says, looking unto Jesus. Keep your eyes on things above. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus and let God bring about a great victory in your life in Jesus' name. So let's just pray right now and uh, ask God to just move in your life, in your situation. Going to ask Sharon to come and just play uh, a little bit for us on the piano. As we just minister to the Lord, I'm going to pray for you that God will move in your life. And we're just going to give thanks to the Lord. We're going to just lift him up in our worship today. And we're going to just declare that the battle is the Lord's. That it's his battle. Whatever you're fighting, it's his battle. You fight God into your fight. 
Invite God into your, your fight, friend. And let us give this time to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. Lord, that we can come to you. We can come to you at this time, Father. And we can inquire of the Lord. That we can ask you to come and do miracles. Come, Lord Jesus. Come into our situation. Just invite us right now, friends. Say, Lord Jesus, I need your help today. I'm in a battle. Lord, I need you to come through for me. I need you to be the fighter. Lord, I'm going to turn up. I'm going to turn up in the prayer room. I'm going to turn up and I'm going to worship you. But Lord, this battle is yours. Hallelujah. Because you're the spirit of the living God. Amen. You can do awesome things. So let us just right now spend some time worshiping him and inviting him into our lives. Hallelujah. Right where you are, friend, just cry out to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We worship you, Father. Move in our situation, Lord. Move and defeat the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Move in our lives, Lord. Show your power. We inquire of the Lord. We're inquiring of you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we're inquiring of you. Father, in the name of Jesus, do awesome things in our lives. Give us the breakthrough, Father. Give us the breakthrough. Silence the foe and the avenger. Lord Jesus, shut the mouths of lions. Stop the fiery darts in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are awesome, Lord. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Of the highest praise, we worship you. We praise you in the midst of the battle. We give you thanks for our God is an awesome God. He is worthy of the highest praise. Oh, give Him thanks. Give Him praise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let God move through your praise. Speak. 